1: Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The numbers told the story. They always do. Yeah. One of those it, idiots it. who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander <laughs> on Visa. Good.
2: Good. Tuesday, morning, team. is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Numbers Gamer, as I like to call it. A two-hour break for me, trying to fill out the immaculate grid, and having a grid as immaculate as could be. You played that yet? Why, Tom Jack? Why, Tom Jack? Grid. You, in for Kelly Bidla, ladies and gentlemen.
3: If you see me on the phone during the show, you'll know that I'm be playing <laughs> the immaculate grid. That's what you're grid. doing. Because they released it at six in the morning, and they released all three, so it's it's very addicting.
2: I feel like I have to talk immaculate grid here for a couple minutes on the show today. Drew Densick will join us uh, from NBC Sports Bet, Bet the Edge. That is uh, that podcast in the deep dive. Talk tennis, talk NFL with him. And then because it is Bet Bash 3, Spanky's Bet Bash begins today. All week long, we're going to have people rolling through the studio. Rob Pozzola from The Hammer, and of course, Circles Off Podcast will join us. Always fun to check in with him. Wish we could do it more than once a year. He'll join us. Michael Craig from Right Angle Sports will be in studio. He'll roll through. Chrissy, my mishmuch, of course, always on a Tuesday. And we'll do it all week long. People just rolling in from Bet Bash. And I'm super flattered that they come down here to the uh, South Point because it's not the easiest thing in the world. So looking forward to all that. Um, about the Immaculate Grid. Can I just say this? This is the most addictive game since you remember HQ. Do you remember that trivia game before the pandemic that everybody was playing? It was once a day.
3: Oh, I think I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, there's a
2: whole documentary on it: the rise and fall of HQ yeah. and egos. It was a phenomenal thing, really interesting. But anyway, Immaculate Grid. For for those who don't know, there's different sports. There's there's football and basketball too, but baseball is the one that we're all doing. Which is it's it's Nine squares, three by three, right? And each column, vertical and horizontal, has a team or a stat. And all you do where those two columns meet, horizontal and vertical, vertical not being a column but a row, you have to come up with a player. Like if it's two teams, like if it's, uh, if it's the Giants and the Pirates, you have to come up with a player who's played for both. But you are rewarded for obscurity. So if it's the Giants and the Pirates, you don't put in Barry Lamar Bonds, because everybody will say Barry Lamar and Bonds. You put in uh, Mark Melanson. I don't know why he's the first player that That's came to one. mind. I might get about 5% on that one. Teams. Teams. Uh, Mark Melanson, or uh, let me think of somebody better than that. Uh, Jason Schmidt, right? So some, the, the closer you get to 0%, you're trying to get to 0.1% of the people, who had it, the better off you are in each of these squares. And... Uh, by the way, Will Hill and uh, Chris Felica and I are on a three-way text, and they're texting about it now, and I hate both of those schmendricks because I haven't filled out mine. So I don't want to read any of the texts because they're talking about today's grid, so I don't like it. Um, but Will's point is is correct. When you, when you miss on one and you get this yellow square back that just stares at you, it's the worst 1.5 seconds of your day.
3: Oh, it, it, I— there's one today. Yeah. It's, I'll give you a hint. It's, it's, so it's Rangers and 21 season. And I put down somebody
2: Rangers and 20 win season. Yes,
3: and I put down somebody who I thought for sure would have gotten it. Yeah. And it did not And it just ruined my whole, there game.
2: are not that many lifetime 20 game winners that have ever played for the Rangers.
3: Yeah. You really try to think, or, you know, yeah. when you get the, the random one who played for the Royals and the pirates, like, Oh God, <laughs>
2: that's great. Was, they did one that was all stats the other day. It's not as fun. Well, I guess what I want to say about this is two things. One, um, Football is my first love. When I was six years old and I saw a skins game, I could think of nothing else. So football is my is my love. But there is, but it's not as fun doing football or basketball. Basketball is a sport I played the most as a kid. There is something about baseball specifically that occupies a place in our brain where this fascinates us, this kind of game. And it tells you and it teaches you about yourself because you you learn about the times in your life that have remained imprinted in your brain through. Marriage and divorce and kids and whatever deaths in the family. How do I still know that Al Oliver, you know, hit 300 for the Pirates in whatever year, or Bill Madlock, right? Like that kind of thing. So baseball is particularly amusing that we remember these kinds of things for that sport. Anyway, that's my love letter to baseball and to the Immaculate
3: Grid. You should you should talk to Dustin Sweetelson, the producer of Sharp Money. Oh, does he play it all he the time? He comes in. He has like
2: <laughs> below f- like 50. He,
3: he got, oh, he's got guys that are like one. Are you I'm like, serious? He's really good.
2: Will, Will Hill is fantastic at this game. He, he's the same way. If you get below 200, you're doing something. If you're in the 100s, you really did well. If you get below 100, you're spectacular. For sure. Good on Dustin. Um, speaking of baseball, Spencer Strider. For those of us who have Spencer Strider and Cy Young tickets, not a good day yesterday. Not a good day. For your Atlanta Braves, Wyatt, Wyatt Tomchek, in for Kelly Bidlin this week. Kelly vacationing, by the way. He'll be back next week. We don't know what Kelly's doing. We hope he's okay. But Spencer Strider yesterday, whew, um, his line, two and two-thirds, giving up six earned runs, three K's, three walks in the Braves' eventual seven to six loss to the Pirates. He takes the L as well. That ain't good. And I said yesterday I was like, well. You know, for those of us who have the Strider tickets, he had a, you know, he had a three point, what was it six something ERA going into yesterday's game? And I'm like, oh, you just got to bring it down a little. Let's get it below 3.5 and we'll get this. 3.94 after that appearance yesterday. And so, no matter how much I want to crow about his K percentage and all these other metrics that he's just threw the roof on, these voters aren't going to vote him Cy Young if he's got a 3.94 ERA. You don't win a Cy Young with that kind of ERA. You just don't. Strider remains, are these updated?
3: Uh, No, Strider now is plus 700 at DraftKings. Yeah, he was
2: plus 220 before last night's game. And while that was happening, you could see it move at DraftKings. So 7 to 1, which is almost where I got it. I got 8 to 1 and 9 to 1, I believe, or 8 to 1 and plus 750. Can't remember. So bad for Spencer Strider holders yesterday, which wasn't, as you said this off air wide, not as bad a day as the Baltimore Orioles had yesterday, which has nothing to do with sports betting, but. Is one of the most unbelievably ridiculous things I've ever seen. Also sent by Will to me yesterday. Just the awful announcing tweet about Orioles play-by-play announcer Kevin Brown, who apparently got to, who not apparently he did get suspended by the Baltimore Orioles for. When I got the clip, I was expecting him to say something off-color, something racist, racist. Like I kept waiting for where, where, where does this go wrong? All he was doing was giving a modern-day history of the Orioles playing. The Tampa Bay Rays at Tropicana Field. And it's not a good history for the Orioles, although most recently it was a good one here in this last series. But <laughs> he got suspended for say, for s- just retelling facts. I-, I was like, and I hadn't seen anybody else's reaction. I was like, is this a joke? And Will was like, it's not a joke according to Awful Announcing. I was like, this is, the, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Plus, for those of us who work in TV and radio, and you have the same reaction, why? which is, well, then did the graphics people get fired too? Because I don't tell you all what to put on graphics typically. Is that not I, what's, what's going to be amazing about this story? Is what happens next? Because the Orioles have already come out of the backlash. Everybody's united and crushing them on Twitter about this. They're already, oh, it'll be, he'll be back soon. Wouldn't it be awesome if he just told them to kick rocks? That would take cojones of massive pers- uh, pro- uh, variety, or massive proportions, I should say. But I would love to see how this plays out.
3: What I've been reading on Twitter, and I follow a lot of uh, announcing people, that this guy could find a job within five minutes. Yep. And you know, you know, it's bad, Gil, when everyone is united on Twitter. and No a, one in disagrees. A, yes. A agreement. Like you yeah. know, you screwed up. Oh, so. And, bad. and it's so bad for the Orioles. It's like you're having such a great year. You're having one of your best seasons in, you know, handful of years and you suspend a guy over that. Like you just gave, you gave yourself so much negative publicity and you made yourself become the bad guy. Amazing.
2: Uh, week one preseason is here in the national football league. Remember no more six weeks, certainly from years and years ago, but no more four weeks, which is how most of us have spent our lifetime with uh preseason football. Now it's three weeks. And so Again, I always talk about how the Dr. Bob Week 2 trend that was so tried and true now goes out the window because you really don't know from week to week how teams are going to play this. It used to be when it was four weeks that you could really count on starters playing at least a half in Week 3 and then everybody backing off in Week 4. Now it's everybody doing what they want to do. Um, this is from Hitman. I'm going to give a Hitman credit. Hitman428, I believe, on Twitter because, uh, by the way, Hitman, if Hitman's listening, don't get mad at me. Get mad at your boy Fezzik, who uh, passed these on to, but we want to, as a, as a public service for week one, just some week one preseason NFL notes. Uh, Tampa Bay moving to uh, a one-point favorite after they said they're starting Baker Mayfield in their game against, their home game against the Steelers here this uh, weekend, week one preseason. Green Bay is a four-and-a-half-point favorite at Cincinnati. Um, Green Bay likely playing, is that, no, I think it's the other way around, isn't it? On this one, did we get that wrong? I want to make sure we're saying this right. Let me make sure we have that one right between Green Bay and Cincinnati. Uh, this one is that, yeah, Cincinnati is sitting all their guys, and Green Bay likely playing their starters. I'm, I'm, I apologize. You guys got it perfect. Um, Washington's at Cleveland. Cleveland is a three-point favorite. Deshaun Watson expected to play two or three series in their week one preseason game, so we'll see Deshaun for two or three. Denver's a five-and-a-half-point favorite at Arizona. Denver starters are going to play a lot of snaps In this one, that's the word. Tennessee's at Chicago. Chicago's a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Chicago playing their starters. Tennessee unlikely to do so. Indianapolis, five-and-a-half-point favorites at Buffalo. Buffalo likely not playing their guys. Indianapolis likely is, ergo the number. Uh, There's a few more of these. If we could flip the uh, screen on these. I have a few more, yeah. Uh, Jets at Carolina. Jets not playing their guys. Carolina is. Uh, Carolina's a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Jacksonville's a four-point favorite at Dallas. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to go one or two series. Dallas not playing any of their starters. Phillies at Baltimore. Baltimore's a six point favorite. Everybody's betting on the streak. Baltimore, 23 in a row in the preseason, 20 and three against the spread since the beginning of the 2016 preseason. Six point favorites. Rams are three-point favorites hosting the Chargers. Rams playing some starters, not the big-name guys. Chargers will not play anyone of that ilk. And Kansas City's at New Orleans. New Orleans is a three-point favorite. New Orleans playing their starters. Kansas City to be determined. Just some news and notes on what to expect from those preseason games in week one. But I just want to say this as a betting sort of macro thing. Remember what happened last year in week one. We never advocate the three-team or the three-leg ten-point teasers. But remember week one of NFL preseason last year, if you played all of the permutations, all of the combinations, by the way, I know there wasn't supposed to be math on this, uh, Wyatt, but if you do a formula of factorials and combos and permutations, we won't get into it. If you did the three leg, the three overs, 10-point overs, in all of its 560 combinations with all of those 16 games in week one last year, you went 560 and 0. So all of the overs, 10 point teased. Whatever combination, three overs in week one of the preseason last year went 560 and 0. Did they adjust the totals this year? It appears not in general. It's so just food for thought. Week one, National Football League. The three over 10 point move, or the 10 point move on overs. Coming back with Drew Dinsick next.
1: Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck You buy Toyota Dependability, meaning your truck will hold this value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit BuyAToyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
0: Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more.
3: A numbers game on
4: v the sports betting network. It's time to
2: download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports, BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account at Start Place at Sports Bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander. Drew Densick, kind enough to join us on this Tuesday. Not at BetBash. Our only guest this, uh, today that's not at BetBash. Uh, he's got other things he's got going on, so couldn't make it this week, but uh, we'll miss Drew. But he's here now with us, host of the Deep Dive, co-host along with Andy Molitor, Dinsick Classic, as we like to call it. And, of course, NBC Sports Bet the Edge. Two podcasts, one man, Drew Dinsick. How you doing? At whale underscore capper, by the way. What's happening, man?
4: I'm great, man. Yeah, sad to miss you guys uh, at Best Bet Bash. I hope everybody that's uh, headed out to the desert is having a safe and fun, uh, fun week ahead of them. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think, uh, it, you know, very cool for anytime you get to see people face to face, it's, uh, it's a great experience and, um, you know, most of the gambling community only inter- interacts online or, yeah. you know, via, uh, you know, via social networking and, uh, you know, I think, you know, Face-to-face can only have positive impacts on just the entire state of the community. So, you know, I had to spank you for pulling this off. I thought you
2: were going to go encrypted uh, messaging services, that kind of thing. Uh, thing. As, as a communication <laughs> yeah. there. That was good
4: to go, yeah. 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 yeah, most, yeah. yeah. yeah right. That as yeah. well. I only know this person through, yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Name it.
2: Um, okay, let's start with, let's get tennis out of the way. Because they're a big tournament, at 1,000s. This happens every year. It's the run-up to the U.S. Open, hard courts. Obviously, Cincinnati in between this one and the U.S. Open. But it is the Canadian tour stop. The men are in Toronto. The ladies in a rain-filled Montreal. Such great matches yesterday. I mean, Monfi and Eubanks was great. Milos Raonic and Tiafoe was unbelievable. Some shot-making in that. Do you have any plays today, sir? Uh,
4: I didn't play anything today. But I concur with you that uh, the start to this tournament was pretty awesome. Um, Disappointing. (laughs) <laughs> for the uh, us men. Tommy Paul was our only winner yesterday. Nakashima bounced JJ Wolf bounced Eubanks Tiafo. Um, yeah, it was, uh, not a, not an illustrious start for the United States men's tennis. Uh, but, uh, on the women's side, keys looks great. Uh, Jen Brady back from the Yeah, dead. man. Uh, I saw her floating around in some challengers or some, maybe it was some ITF futures. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, Whoa, she's gonna really make a comeback here. Uh and she sure made, enough, she shows up at
2: Yeah. Yeah. She made the Australian Open Final, I want to say, the, the same year that Karatev made the semis, right? That was a weird year that year. I think
4: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then uh she's been out of tennis since two thousand twenty one. Wow. So uh yeah, like you know, wild that she's been able to come back and yeah, she, a ridiculous result yesterday against Elena Ostapenko Uh a seven six zero six seven six win um, for those following at home. Ostapenko has pulled off the very 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 challenging covering the three and a half game spread while losing the match. <laughs> uh, there is yeah. the only way you can do that is losing two tie breaks and then getting the bagel.
2: Right, if you um, if you had told so, me that's the line yeah, and gave me start. Th- three guesses as to who was involved, maybe Ostapenko would have been <laughs> one. Yeah.
4: Yeah, that's a good call. Uh,
2: everybody playing. That's yeah. a great, no, tu- I, great yeah. tournaments. You have no plays today because you're staying away from the tournament, or just the numbers didn't line up for you.
4: I just don't really understand what's going on with the court speed and what's going on with some of the motivations with a lot of people. This is yeah. the, uh, there's kind of a re- interesting mix going on at this tournament of reintegration of folks we haven't seen since Wimbledon, combined with some people that have been playing. Uh, and really kind of pointing towards the U.S. Open and trying to get into some, you know, get into some form. Um, so it's a little bit of a clash here. Cincinnati is going to be a little bit easier for me to kind of find, uh, you know, higher higher confidence looks, I think. Um, to this point, the hard you know, U.S. hardcourt swing has been a bit of a disappointment, I think, for the U.S. men. I know Fritz takes a title in awe. Uh, you know atlanta but that was a pretty weak field and he didn't necessarily do it in a compelling fashion um ben, ben shelton c- consecutive uh you know one and dones here uh so far and uh is still getting massive respect in the market today as a minus 345 yeah, favorite over uh, uh bzm i i, can't, I don't get it no. i really don't um, I think, uh, I, if you want to take a swing against Cam Nori, his form has been pretty miserable this year and now is, it's demon hour for what it's worth. That's one of, one of my three. Um, I'm on demon Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. Mine like are, look. mine I like are, look. I don't know if we've
2: thrown them up on the screen, but they're at decentcom slash picks. Uh, I am on Camila Georgie as a dog against Andrescu. I know Andrescu has the old home court advantage, but I like, uh, if Georgie's mm. on, Georgie's on, I got demon minus one twenty two against your, your boy scam Nori and then just because i think the number is ridiculous <laughs> i took talent greek sport plus 249 against sasha zverev those are my 3
4: that one's tricky cuz zverev is could be i don't know he could be good again I, it's very very tough <laughs> i don't have a read on could his be. form at all yeah. i like your i like your andreas fade just because you say home court i would qualify you know she tends to be a little choky in Canada. Um, so a little choke-y. I don't know if it's yeah. home court or home, home court, elevating her or home pressure, dooming her. Um, but, uh, yeah, really interesting, uh, kind of state of the tournament right now. I think the, the one kind of player I would like to kind of point out, um, who I've had to drastically upgrade my ratings on, cause we were extremely tough on her through the clay and grass swing. Uh, is Miss Coco Goff. Yes. Um, she has had a miserable 2023 20, to date uh, relative to her recent performances on tour, um, and uh, her numbers at, in D.C. were awesome, flat out awesome. Um, she has really turned the corner here, and if she can carry this uh, this form all the way through the hardcore swing, she can certainly be the uh, uh, the runner up to Iga Swiatek at uh, the U.S. Open. So. Uh, you know, very, very uh, happy that she's finally kind of showing something. Um, and then, you know, I think a lot of the other women's tour to me, at least at the very top end, looks like you got you know, some, uh, some serious players who are you know, running on fumes right now. Um, Caroline Garcia was a huge disappointment. Uh, and you know, what we've seen from her, I know you remember her last fall, you know, last late summer fall, sure. just was on an absolutely torrid run uh and i had kind of had in the back of my mind watch out for that uh and it did not manifest at least it has not so far uh she takes on Kova today and I, my numbers say Kova is a live dog there but i didn't uh, uh didn't make a play just because of what we were talking about with uh you know some of the uh uncertainty uh with this particular tournament but um, no, I know this, the state of tennis is pretty interesting. And for me, this is an information gathering week. Cincinnati is going to be, uh, getting my feet wet a lot more since, you know, sincerely. And then, uh, the U S open is going to be the, uh, close of the book on the season.
2: All right. Hopefully we could do a podcast on that. We will try to schedule one. The, uh, I will say this about Coco golf and Dan, Dan Evans, both of them were on these really fast courts in DC. were just unbelievable. Just and Dan Evans out yeah. of nowhere. You just could not have anticipated that kind of thing. Do you bet preseason football sir
4: yes um it's uh it's not nearly the type of volume i get in regular season on a given week um not even close i mean i think the limits right now i think you can bet just about as much on a week one game right now uh, in the offshore space as you can on a preseason game that starts like tomorrow. Right? So, or or Thursday. So, um, information kind of moves everything here. Um, and a couple things to note about preseason football betting. Um, number one, the steam is right. So often it's kind of mind blowing, but if you think about it, it's not steam in the same sense of a regular season where a lot of the time that's just, um, opinion right? It's like, oh yeah, the correct number for these two teams is this, and that is what's driving the change in price in the, uh, in the preseason. It's almost certainly, well, we opened something, not really knowing who the quarterbacks were going to be. And now we know, right. So I think you have to just kind of be a little, a lot more respectful of steam. I think it's worth kind of keeping track and having a, you know, network of folks who are, um, you know, plugged into what the service, you know, bigger services are releasing on some of these plays. um you know certainly you don't want to be on the wrong side of a move (laughs) the six point swing (laughs) uh in a side or a total here um, is, it uh, it's been fun following the totals as they've kind of progressed through the years It will used to be, you know, a, a much lower scoring environment for whatever reason in the preseason, it started to tick up in recent years. You,
2: um, you buy you can into find long
4: teaser outs.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I mentioned the, in the first segment, I mentioned 560 possible three team 10 point over teasers week one last year when 560 and Oh, might you partake in such yeah. a thing?
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's a it's not. There's not a ton of liquidity there. Um, this isn't going to make you rich in Pine Island, but it's kind of automatic. <laughs> the Wong teasers, yeah. in the preseason with these low totals, so, uh, I mean, so low it's that it is, it's no brainer, right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of one of the interesting things, actually, though, is um, there. The key numbers are a little different in uh, preseason, you're not necessarily better off teasing like a, a, plus two plus one and a half dog out past seven because a lot, of, sometimes, you know, you have to kind of be a little bit more selective there and just keep, keep an eye on what's going on with that game. Like if a, if a team opens minus three and it gets steamed plus two, you're better, almost better off teasing the team that it's steamed. <laughs> it's just based on historical historical records. Let's continu- and it's, it's information based.
2: Let's continue this on the other side. See if Drew actually made any plays here in Week One. His overall thoughts. Any new thoughts on the NFL season? That's on the other side. Drew Densig right here on the Numbers Game at Veasan, the Sports Betting Network.
4: A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network.
2: It's football season, and betters know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSEN, and now's the time to become a VSEN subscriber. Get our comprehensive college and NFL guides. Only VSEN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up today for one hundred ninety nine dollars. You'll receive both guides and full VSEN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for nineteen dollars. For your first month and see everything Visa has to up your betting game, go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. This is from Charles in Connecticut. He says, great discussion of grid to start the show. I had a .04 yesterday. Mitch Williams, Astros Angels. <laughs> That's great. It is crazy how our brains work. Like you said, to pull out names like this, wonder if O's the mentalist could explain. Also, I love comparing my daily score to uh, Will Hill's as well. Uh, it, it really does. Again, I'll say it, it teaches you so much about yourself. When I collected baseball cards as a kid, like I still know all those players and who they played for because those those cards are, are just emblazoned in your in your brain. Then, as, then, when you start to handicap baseball seriously, like all of those players, the most random players from the years that you that you handicap baseball every day, and then there's a chunk of years in the middle. I don't know if you were chasing girls during the you know whatever it was in your life where you went, you just your mind went to college or whatever it was, where there's a, just a, a blind spot where I don't I can't give you anybody. So it teaches you about you know where that works for you, and then some some people just maybe don't even have some people play fantasy baseball, so they don't even have a blind spot, which is. Amazing. Mike Alvarez. Oh, this is going to be good. Is it possible that all your great guests this week rolling through the studio, Gil, are going to uh, the tip of the strip to get a new cowboy hat, adjust the finger holes in their bowling balls, or possibly picking up some new archery gear? They could just be killing two birds. That's true. They could be. It might not be for me. Bill Hooker. Did I hear uh, Drew Dinsick say that Madison Keys look great? Is, is, is there a Keys playing other than Maddie? Um, she did get hurt. At the end of that match against Venus Williams, I'm not sure if Drew uh, saw that, um, and she couldn't put Venus away. She had a billion match points. I think it was eight. To be honest with you, um, but anyway, I hope Maddie Keys is okay. We bring Drew Densig back from both the Deep Dive and Bet the Edge podcast at Whale Underscore Capper. Did you see the end of that match? She was uh, not doing. No, well. I didn't, and
4: yeah. Uh, my yeah, I didn't. Yeah, my commentary was maybe more expanding back to her uh, her run at Wimbledon and just uh, you know, which was a notably different quality of play we saw. Uh, it's basically since July 1st, she's been a different player than what we had from her in the first half of the season, but I didn't know that she got hurt yesterday. Yeah. Back
2: a little back issue, former us open finalist who lost Mm -hmm. to uh, Sloan Stevens back in the day, 2018. I want to say might have the year wrong. Um, okay. Week one preseason. Did you make any plays and are they still available?
4: Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, Thursday kicks off with, um, Patriots Texans. I think that total is too high. Um, I think, uh, I, I don't know, I, I, I bet it at 39, I think it's still at 38 and a half around, um, 39 for me would be a high total between these two teams if they played in the regular season. I'm not expecting to see uh first string Patriots uh, offense out there. I don't know that, you know, I think that maybe you know, there may be some sort of anchoring why this is so high. People are expecting that. Like CJ Stroud is going to come out right away and light it on fire. I I don't, I don't see that at all. I think the, one of the keys to kind of evaluating scoring in preseason is getting a sense of what the first half scoring is going to be like, and that's kind of contingent on starters and you know who they're playing. Um, the first team is going to get a couple of series for the Texans. CJ Stroud will get a couple of opportunities here, but uh, the reserves for the Patriots are a top 10 among all re- reserves in the NFL on defense the reserves for the Texans are top five among all reserves on defense so there's going to be some good players on the field largely on defense out there. I think this is going to be a slow slow start um, and I don't I don't see how these teams are threatening 40 points here so I played that under that's a pretty good look uh you mentioned the teaser angle um, I have hand betting round robin teasers, uh, for week one everywhere, which way I can, (laughs) uh, this was, this was incredibly, incredibly lucrative last year. I, maybe it was fluky. Maybe this year there's regression coming. I don't know, but But, but there was uh, no real, there was no
2: real adjustment though. Right? Like that's, that's the interesting thing. No No, real adjustment. There
4: never is. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. There never is Uh, you you could have blind bet every single side minus one and my in minus minus one twenty teaser legs last year, and you would have come out ahead. Um, which is it, it, insane. I, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know how that happens. You know, there's just not an incentive to run away with these games. All the games just tend to end a little bit close. The, You know, the, the, you, you would think that it's impossible to price these, but sure enough, the margin, uh, you know, a victory against the spread is narrower in the preseason than it is in the regular season by a lot. Uh, and the totals being lower help uh, you know help the you know all, all, help this in every single way. Um, it's kind of worth remembering if you have minus 110 two leg teasers available to you, you need to hit 72 uh, percent per leg for break even. Uh, if you're minus 115, it's like 73 and if you're minus 120, it's like 74. Uh, the you know if you go back to 20, 2007, there's about uh, 1280 preseason games on the records. Um, they're, you know, the Wong teasers, you know, are well known in the regular season as being, you know, minus eight, minus seven and a half, uh, because you can get them it's eight and a half, eight and seven and a half. Uh, so you can get them across seven and three. Um, turns out that there's not a lot of those in the preseason. Very rarely are you seeing favorites in the seven and a half, eight range. Uh, but that said minus six and a half, minus six, minus five and a half, minus five. Minus three and a half and minus four all have meaningful sample of games in the record books and all of them hit over 74%. Uh, So that's to say once you get a meaningful favorite in the preseason, they're a favorite for a reason. And it's usually information-based. They're starting their starters versus a team that's probably not, or they're like the Baltimore Ravens and they care when their opponents are just trying to get some reps for the guys down the board to evaluate them. Uh, And so in general, other than minus four and a half, Um, all of those favorite numbers where you might otherwise avoid them because you're teasing across zero. And that's a, you know, that's a forbidden, you know, rule of thumb for the regular season. I agree. Um, For whatever reason, it doesn't necessarily apply in the uh, preseason just because you know, those teams are favored for a good reason. Um, And then on the flip side, you would think that, uh, maybe plus three and a half plus four, maybe plus five and a half would be, you know, decent legs to tease cause there's not these huge margin of victories, but those are not winning legs. Um, you're better off kind of in the one and a half, two, to, uh, two and a half, three range, uh, for teasing out a dog. Um, anything from minus three to plus one does not come out ahead, uh, in the long term there. And that's kind of the bulk of uh, the preseason games we have on the books. But, um, So the dog long legs are solid uh, to tease. And then if you're seeing a favorite more than three, uh, I don't mind putting them in a teaser as well. So a lot of round robin teasing for me this uh, preseason. All right.
2: I like it. Uh, Any macro thoughts? We have a few minutes here. Any macro thoughts for the regular season that you would like to impart, sir?
4: Yeah, I am concerned about the quality of play (laughs) in the NFL (laughs) in general. Wow. Um, Didn't expect that. It's weird. I, I mean, I think back to last season, and I have very fond memories because I just I had a winning season, so it felt like you know I enjoyed it. But the quality of play in the regular season last year, I thought was pretty low, Um, and it all gets kind of whitewashed by the you know the very end of the regular of the you know the end of the postseason, which had some high moments. But I guess even in the playoffs, like the NFC Championship game was a bust. uh, You know the big matchup between the Bills and the and the Bengals was a bust like there was definitely a kind of a little bit of a lackluster feel mm-hmm. for the season overall last year despite the Super Bowl being very very entertaining um and now we're coming into this season with effectively eight new quarterbacks um you know some of them obviously got reps at the end of last year but they're very unproven um some of these guys you know i mean i don't know what I don't know what you want to say about what's going on in Arizona with the quarterback position for the first half of the season. What's going on in Tampa Bay with the quarterback position for the first half of the season, but it's not good. Um And I think you have some defenses overall that are quite strong uh, in the NFL. And I think so. That kind of leads me yeah, to that. that yeah, was, I think we're going to good. the same
2: place. Does that make it for an, a better betting environment or a worse betting
4: environment? Oh, it should be better. I mean, okay. for sure. If you're, if that, you know, if you, if you're onto this, yeah, like I guess, I guess here's a good example. Like, you know, t- totals have ticked up over the years because his offensive efficiency has been, you know, has been driving scoring up. Um, I make, you know, and kind of taking recent data and comparing it to the, you know, the state of the teams that are, you know, the, the first team offenses and defenses that are taking the field week one, I think the average total should be closer to about 43. Uh, so that's a big adjustment down from what we've seen over the last handful of years here. And I don't think it's a bust in my data or calcs. I think it's just literally the quality of uh, offenses right now is not the same as it has been in years past. And, um, and so I think my, you know, my macro thesis is going to be, you know, tread carefully when you think you have an edge on it over. And uh, if you think you have an edge on and under those might be the uh, absolute, you know, the absolute nuts. So. Uh, that's kind of the way I'm looking at uh, totals at least as we head to the first quarter of the season and you know that may change as we get to October and November and we get some reps for some of these young guys and they start to get more comfortable but uh, I'd be pretty surprised if the young quarterbacks really light the league on fire coming out of the gate this year.
2: It is here Drew at least in preseason form the real thing about to be here as well Um, sorry we missed you this week would love to see you but uh, thanks for spending time
4: Drew Denson Hey you guys have a great time.
2: We will at whale underscore capper Again, Deep Dive and Bet the Edge
5: podcast. Michael Craig from Right Angle Sports in studio next. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma. Delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
0: Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious.
2: A
4: numbers game on v the Sports Betting Network.
2: Attention, BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Well, here's a chance for both of you to earn a $100 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state that you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $100 bonus, and once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager settled, you'll receive a $100 bonus as well. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions, 21 and over to wager. All promotions subject to qualification, and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bonus expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Gambler. promotional offer not available in massachusetts mississippi and nevada it's Gil alexander why tom check in for kelly bidlin this week uh it is bet bash bet bash three to be specific spanky's fantastic sports betting networking conference bet bash two last year i was not uh uh you know uh, fortunate enough to attend the original bet bash which was on the east coast but bet bash two last year um i like to say it was sort of the the evolution of When bettors used to get together at the MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference in in Boston, which a lot of us attended for many years, and we were sort of a sidebar. That was more about analytics than it was about betting. But Spanky took that and made it into the greatest – sports betting conference there ever could be. So, Bet Bash 3 is this week at Circa. And so, folks are kind enough to roll in through the studio here at the South Point all week long, beginning with, and I was just joking with him off air, that we had to get him early in the week because it could get a little dicey later in the week with this gentleman. From Right Angle Sports, someone I've known for many, many years, Michael Craig. How you doing,
6: man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Good for you. thanks the, for having me on early week, yeah. like said.
2: <laughs> you said. You, you rallied for this morning. but I rallied for this morning. Tomorrow might have been dicey.
6: I tried to take it easy last night, but... uh Dice table got hot around nine thirty. Oh, did it! Then cooled down to about one thirty. So, uh, so yeah, ended up being a, a later night than I than I originally envisioned. But uh, that made was, it here. So,
2: yeah, that was one of the great moments uh, you were telling me of, of Bet Bash last year, which was. Uh, Elihu Feustel at three in the morning explaining the math of craps to uh, young ladies at the, uh, at the... <laughs> I was not there for that, but I'm sure it was interesting. <laughs> so a great thing. Um, all right. So you come from right angle sports. You People from this show, people who listen to this show and watch this show know you from when you would release college football plays and we do that whole system, right angle sports for those who don't know, because w- when pick sellers are brought up, it's very quick for, a large portion of those, all pick sellers are the worst people in the world. Um, You can never blanket everything and not all pick sellers are created equal. And I always like to say that right angle sports, I always throw in my buddy, Dr. Bob are sort of pillars of that industry. Um, You guys still doing that process this coming year, you would imagine?
6: Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't foresee any changes to the release process. Um, We'll see how it goes. It's always, you know, it's always, we want to do what's best for the customers. So if things aren't working we might try to change thing change things up a little bit here or there but uh yeah. as long as it's working uh not broke don't fix it If it's so, not if it's, so yeah, it's it. kind of that's what we're planning on going with
2: do you think cuz i remember this i remember distinctly about last year that you did you would come on for a certain portion of the college football year and then college basketball becomes such a huge thing for you guys that you kind of drift from college football midseason even
6: yeah we uh we 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 do it by picks so it's not a full season thing um we we like to quit mid to late November or mid to late october so we can prepare for college hoops, which usually starts i don't know second week of second week of November typically so uh this year you know this year we're actually offering a few packages but the main classic service is gonna be about forty plays yeah and we do probably eight to ten eight to ten plays a week those those would be early week releases. And we're going to do some stuff with some later week releases, 20 plays, uh, some FCS, F, uh, extra game type of stuff. Uh, that'll be a separate package. And then we have a package, too, for uh, second halves. It, it, it's it's all, only 10 plays, I believe.
2: I'm going uh, to get some, so. I'm gonna try to get some plays from you here momentarily, either season oh, wins or, or individual. <laughs> You're going to have to earn your keep here. But I just want to ask you, because one of the things that that is taking place, obviously, with uh, bet bash, when Chrissy Andrews is on, Chrissy Andrews will be on the show later – he was announcing names for Spanky Sports Gambling Hall of Fame. That's part of Bet Bash. But there's also panels, Friday panels. Um, our own Mitch Moss is hosting a college football handicapping panel. Um, I think Sammy P is moderating. Mitch is moderating that one. Sammy P is moderating the gambling Twitter one, which Pozzola sort of conceived. Rob Pazola coming on the show after this. And the one that I am doing is called Traders. And you're one of the panelists on that. It's a little more nuanced than the other right. ones. It's going to be harder, a little harder to pull off, I think.
6: You'll pull it off. You're, uh, you're the best. There.
2: I, you know what? Everyone keeps telling me that. And I'm like, please don't give me that much credit. I'll try not to mess it up. But one of the things I want to ask you, because those who are unfamiliar with you or with Right Angle Sports, one of the things I'm going to ask on the panel, so we'll just prep it right here, is what is, what is Right Angle Sports and your general thoughts just on how you guys interact with the market? Which is to say... People know, right, they're watching you guys when you release stuff. And you've had some, you know, folks who have said, hey, you guys are getting, you know, you guys are super concerned with getting a CLV. It sort of messes up because you do it early in the betting cycle. It sort of messes it up for larger betting groups. Like, what do you have to say about all that?
6: Um, I mean, we're trying to wait till the market's populated enough where people can get down. It's it's a service that's geared toward professionals, higher end better. So, so we're not releasing overnights or anything. We're waiting till all the off-screen uh, books come up. Um, Buckeye's typically the last one, so so we're waiting till all that happens. Uh, I mean, there's there's plenty of people that are going before us. There's I, I mean, there's barely anybody that goes after us anymore. It seems a hmm. lot um, a lot of, of the stuff's moving early. So. Um, I mean, I I think in general we're just doing what we can to make sure that as many books as possible are out there and and available for our customers to bet at.
2: Do you get because you guys are doing it before there's high liquidity in the market? So do you get like do you get flack from from people every once in a while who are like, hey? Uh,
6: I mean, you're always. I think with any with any service that has market influence, you're yeah. going to get some flack regardless. I mean, I, I would give people flack to go before us and, and move <laughs> <laughs> numbers um, and. I mean, the later you go, obviously, the more the the less effect it can have because the market, like you said, is more liquid. So, yeah, uh, we're trying to go late enough, trying to go late enough that all the books are available, but early enough that that the numbers haven't moved, um, you know, to, to where they're going to close at. And
2: we saw this ourselves on this show when you would come on. I know Chernoff, Adam Chernoff, who's out there. He he did it on Follow the Money with Pro Football. You came on this show, did it with College Football. Your college football line, like typically, if you were doing a total, I mean it's hard to say because if it was a higher total, it would move a different amount than a lower total, but generally, like it's significant right out of the gate.
6: Right. Um, I think I would I would guess on totals you see maybe a two and a half to three point move uh, right out the gate. And I mean that could come back a little bit or it could keep mm-hmm. going, but but yeah, immediately it's gonna it's gonna spike two and a half, three points, I'd say. Side maybe a little less. Um but uh in, in general, maybe that's a point and a half two points and and like I said the, you still have people going after us, of course, so yeah so wherever the number goes from there, like we don't have obviously any control over
2: that but college basketball record better than your college football in general uh, Can we not make that
6: the record? last the last two years in college football we are 84 and 47 so sixty four percent and I certainly don't expect I'm, I don't, I'm that's told not that's a good. promise to uh that's not a promise to hit that again, but uh
2: not an indicator of future uh, results.
6: Yeah. So yeah. I mean we're we're hoping to hit mid to upper fifties. That's that's a realistic expectation um, for us. So I uh, certainly not promising the 64%, but we have had a couple yeah. of a couple of strong years.
2: What what frustrates you most about the betting process? Oh, that's a good question.
6: Um I think I think when you're waiting to release plays and waiting to bet and seeing seeing Potential bets go away from whether it be another service or another group that's going ahead of you and, and taking out the number that
2: while you bet while into. you're doing that whole yeah. process. I mean,
6: there's times when we're on when when we do a release, we're on a conference call, and uh, you know, there's times during that conference call where we've got these are the five games we're going to release, and you know, sometimes we end up only releasing three because as we're lining things up or as we're on the as we're on the call doing the release process. Uh, numbers Mm -hmm. are moving and and that's one thing we send out the release warning and you have to do that for your customers right it's just to get them ready to to bet get them in front of a computer get them in front of wherever they need to be to bet but it's also a signal you know other groups are gonna say okay we need to go now because right angle might take out one of our
2: plays this is a little but much bit of a cousin of this but not exactly what we're talking about but like what books for folks listening what what books would you say have the greatest what what are the greatest markers of market influence? Like, which are the ones that you're indicating or looking at as indicators?
6: Uh, I mean, Chris, pinnacle, the huge. jazz, the huge. Yeah. yeah, circa, the usuals, yeah.
2: Is there is there such a thing as when they, you know, when they start to move too much, where you're, where they're sort of asking to be faked at that point? You're looking. I
6: feel like we're on the panel.
2: Well, we're going. This, I'm going to do all this on the panel. Um,
6: yeah, I think it's circa. I mean, circa in particular if they're profiling you as as sharp uh, we've seen we've seen when we've put a bet in there uh this was early last uh, maybe in the summertime last year for college football I want to say they moved from six to three and a half on one bet from us oh so you know Ed Ed's like we gotta bet something else bet the wrong way on something because we can't <laughs> let them do that you know so yeah. <laughs> things like that happen but you know that's part of the whole thing um is you know keeping books honest a little bit and not not. Always firing in the right way.
2: Yeah, I guess at one E. Sharp. Books. You mentioned Ed. My my bad. We should probably mention Ed Golden, who was the uh, the founder of uh, Right Angle Sports. Which of course uh, we were ha- hoping to have Ed on the panel, but you're a you're I, a
6: fine replacement. I backdoored Mike. my way into it, but, but. see, <laughs> <Yes,
2: you> did <laughs> try to coax some season wins out of Mike next numbers game, beast in the Sports Betting Network.
6: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.